joining us. This is Paul Wilson. You're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, what a blast we had at Ultimate Callout Challenge 2021, the biggest, baddest diesel event in America, in the world. Uh, there, there are, There is nothing else. This is it. This is the creme de la creme. Uh, the trucks came together. They competed. They went head-to-head on the dyno, at the drag strip, and sled pulling. And then they get points for each one of those. So if you were to, say, make like 3,000 horsepower on the dyno, you might get 1,000 points. And then they scale it back from there. It's the fairest way I've ever seen a multi-event uh, diesel competition happen. It's very public. Uh, it, it's very easy to see. It's totally transparent. There's no guessing games behind it. Uh, it is. This is what it's all about. For a lot of us that are in this industry, this event is why we do this. That this type of thing, this idea that that we could walk out here and prove to you, I have the best truck this year. Uh, and there's somebody who did that. There's somebody who, I think, a lot of people maybe had a target on him. I think a lot of people maybe considered him a top competitor, and I think a lot of people may have also tried to write him off saying, oh, there will be something better. Oh, there will be another truck. Oh, yeah, we're all talking about him, but really there's this sleeper that's going to smoke him. And at the end of the day, nobody could catch Justin Ziegler. The guy competed at a level that was about winning Ultimate Callout Challenge. He wasn't there to prove anything to anyone. He wasn't there to to do anything beyond win first place Ultimate Callout Challenge. Uh, if you don't know by now, you know now, Justin Ziegler's our first place, taking home the big trophy. Uh, I had a chance to follow up with him after the event, and I know you guys are going to love to hear what I have to say. Justin Ziegler, how the hell are you? I'm great, man. How about you guys? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, Justin, we had you on the show. We lost an interview. No big deal. I caught you live at the track. We have a couple of really cool clips um, of us talking, I think, when we had spoke, you had already put down the 539, but you were getting ready to go out and make another pass on the drag strip on Friday at UCC. First of all, congrats, man. You, you took home first place. What's it feel like to, to be the first place ultimate call-out challenge winner? Oh, I mean, it's like a dream come true. Uh, I mean, me and my team have been wanting this for a long time. I didn't know if it was a reality with, you know, being a small-time shop and you know, being nobody's in the industry, and you know, we busted our butt to prove otherwise. You, you know, and I'd like to talk a little bit about that. Um, you might be new to UCC, but definitely not you to diesel performance, or new to diesel performance, sorry. Um, tell us a little bit about your history in uh, upgrading diesel trucks. Oh, uh, started, I mean, I started pretty much uh, truck pulling in like 08, 09, um, was always a heavy truck mechanic, um, as a kid, you know, kind of growing up and I wanted to put together a diesel pulling truck. So I did and learned the things that I, that I didn't know and kind of grew from there and, you know, kept getting, you know, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. And, um, you know, then was able to branch out on my own, start my own shop, uh, like six years ago now, full time, and we've made three shop changes since then. Just you know, getting basically almost doubling in size each time until we, you know, where we are now. So, 
that's awesome, man. I always love when it starts from humble beginnings. Like I just wanted to get out into the work stock class, right? Like I just wanted mm-hmm. to build one truck and go out and have some fun at the county fair. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's every week you're hunting down the next brush bowl, looking to see oh, if yeah. you can get up to the next class, looking to see who else is out there, who else are you fighting with. Uh, what part of the country are you in? You're in o- Ohio, Pennsylvania area? Yeah, yeah, Ohio, like northeast Ohio. Okay. It, tell us a little bit about sled pulling out there. The, like, I know being in the Midwest, it's super competitive here, uh, especially as you get up into like the 2-5 class and things like that. As, as soon as you upgrade to that level, it's a real stiff competition. What is it like out by you guys? Oh, it is insane. Um, we always joke, um, in my opinion, the – the baddest pulling trucks in the country come from Ohio, Ooh. and there's enough uh, enough trucks out there to back that up. <laughs> That's a big call out. I like it. And and you guys you guys came to UCC and proved it. This is something we've traditionally seen drag racers win UCC. We've con- tr- traditionally seen drag racers be in the top three spots. And this year there's a real mix up with you and with the the DHD crew. We got some sled pullers showing that hey day three. This is going to make or break the competition. What was oh, it absolutely. like for you sled pulling at UCC this year? Uh, I was disappointed in my uh, <laughs> in my display of what we can do. We uh, so in years past, the track's always been really terrible out there. True. So we set the truck up to pretty much hook on anything, and you know the track actually had, turned out to be very very good, and just you know drug the truck down. You know, never really got up on top uh, as we got pretty much in direct gear before we were really driving it hard, and they kind of bit us in the ass. And it could it could have been a whole lot worse than it was. Yeah, I mean, but, you you still crushed out three hundred feet, right? Or, or, or I forget what the exact like, distance was. We went two ninety something. Um, it just never got up on that big Weimer. I mean, it did when we kind of left, and I was like, all right, we'll stuff it, and you know indirect and see how she goes and i just kind of hit a wall and sat there the whole way down the track <laughs> well hey it was still enough to come away home with with first place which means that your your performance on the drag strip your performance on the dyno your performance on on the sled pull it all together came out to be the strongest performing truck of the weekend tell us a little bit about dyno day what was saturday like for you uh saturday well saturday was crazy we uh you know, we were talking with, with LaVon uh, going into Saturday, and you know, we decided to swap out the trans just so that we had a fresh overdrive unit in it because we knew it was going to – we knew we were about to shove down that truck's throat, so <laughs> we wanted it to be able to hold it. Um, we actually went a little more conservative than we could have. Uh, that was only tune four. Um you know, we didn't go as heavy on the nitrous as we could have, and everything just kind of worked, you know, basing off the numbers that we had seen all day going into us coming up being one of the last three trucks. Uh, you know, Levon has been beating in my head for months about, you know, we need to win the war, not just the battle. So we kind of put a setup in that we knew should put up a, a good enough number, you know, and kind of went from there. We had plans, you know, I had the V2 in the truck ready to switch to tune five and we we're going to swap out a nitrous jet if we needed to. <laughs> but, um, I mean, when we got strapped on that dyno, I was, I was ready. Yeah, you know, I've had, uh, 
I've, I've had a bunch of failed attempts at dinoing <laughs> and I wasn't going to let that happen again. You know, I had, you know, great guys coaching me up and, you know, Cody Pulliam running the dyno. I mean, he, he's always helpful and he tries to give everybody the best shot they can at making a good number. Absolutely. You, you know, and, and, and I love talking about the dyno because, uh, being around a dyno on a regular basis, there's a lot of stuff I hear at, at dyno competitions that I think it is more old wives' tales than facts. Uh, and one of the things that I like to do is I like to go through and ask about some of the strategies that worked for you. So there was a ton of talk about where to strap the truck on the rollers. Do you strap it on the back roller, the, the, the directly in the middle, on the front? How do you shift the weight? What do you do different in the, the suspension and chassis? Very few guys talk about tires, surprisingly enough. Uh, as we went through and did interviews, guys mostly talked about running like kind of an afterthought of, of what, what tires they were going to put on there. Um, what did you do to the truck to get it ready? Where did you strap it down on the rollers? What was your strategy to try to get the best run out of it? Um, I mean, we strapped it you know, a little bit to the front of the roller. Um, seems to when they strap it down seems to kind of pull it into the roller a little bit better um you know believe it or not we were kind of sitting in the pits uh before going up and we're like well we'd really like to get some weight on the ass end of this thing so my brother-in-law had his side by side there he was pulling me around with the truck you know pulling the truck around all weekend and he had a little like rack on the back for coolers so we took that off and made it bolt to the back section of the frame of my truck and put 800 pounds directly over the axle and strapped everything down and hoped for the best. <laughs> I love this added weight. This is like such a sled puller's mentality of like, well, where do I need weight? Well, cool. I'll just bolt some fucking weight there. No big deal. Right. right. Like, no problem. Uh, do you think that weight made a difference? Did you get better on the UCC dyno than what you expected in tune for? Um, I mean, we got right around where we thought we would be. Um, to say it helped us, I can't really say, um, but I wasn't, I mean, I had one shot, so I had to kind of <laughs> make sure we had every fighting chance we could. You're not going to haul. We needed, we needed a good showing. <laughs> you're uh, not going to haul 800 pounds up the ramp on the once you're strip. strapped down. Yeah. Right. Now, now the drag strip was, was a tight race, man. 539, I believe left you in third place at the end of day one. Is that right? No, we actually, so our first pass off the trailer, went a 5.38. Sorry. Okay. Um, changed tune up, come back out. It was a little hot. Tires shook on the, you know, on the converter lockup. So we went back, turned it down, actually got lucky. Um, in the heat of the day, went a 5.3 flat at 140. Whew, cooking. And a 5,200-pound pig. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. So five three flat, but but you were third place at the end of the day. No, we were second. Second. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's tur- right. Yeah, Turbo Tom won a uh, a five three three. That's it. That's right. So you, Tyler Burkhart, driving the DHD truck, and then um, and then everybody else was right on top of you guys. It was a really tight pack. There was I don't even know off the top of my head how many guys in. A five sixty to a five one, right? Like it was, it was a, a tight level yeah. of competition. It seemed like everybody was stacked up at like that that five five range, as where the majority of your guys were stacked up. It was uh, there was definitely some fast trucks there. <laughs> no, and, and that 
that dirty hooker diesel truck, man. Oh my gosh, that thing is fast. <laughs> you, you're not lying. For for a couple of sled pull Michigan guys, they they really put something quick together. Um, Absolutely. But but that has to me. That's a that's a red flag for Odo. Oh, no, what does tomorrow look like? Because tomorrow mm-hmm. everybody looks like they're pretty close to the same horsepower. You came out on top, so you won the dyno, if I remember correctly. Yep. What was the final number? Um, was twenty four forty three, um, with uh, I think thirty two eighty nine on torque. Does that beat Derek Rose's old combined number? Um, I don't. Does he th- owe you ten thousand dollars? No, I don't even think it's close. <laughs> it's... Uh, his torque number was so freaking huge. <laughs> uh, and, and we actually wanted to dip down a little bit more in the RPMs, <clears throat> excuse me, to uh, to try to get that torque number. And it just, once that Weimer was singing, it wouldn't let the RPMs come down. It, like, come down to 3,000 RPM and it just hit a window, wouldn't come below it. Oh, man. So you so you definitely think there's more in the truck. Do you think you could get more down on the dyno? Uh, I'm pretty confident we can. Uh, it's, you know, obviously anytime you go that kind of power, you're really gambling. And I didn't want to, you know, end up with my truck in pieces in the middle of the event. But maybe this summer we'll, we'll be somewhere at the Superflow Dino is and we'll strap her down and see what Tune 5 with all the spray will do. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see that. Um, this has been a, a, a huge event, and I feel like, like you coming up, and you refer to your guys as a small shop. You guys have grown massively over the past few years. Uh, I think you guys have gotten a lot of tension uh, nationally as well as this truck has been built. Um, mm-hmm. In the original interview that didn't make it to air, one of the things I asked you about was was working with uh, Firepunk and, and the crew over there. And being through the show and being through the pits, there's guys who said, oh, Firepunk built that truck. And then I talked to you, and you're like, well, well of course we worked with Firepunk. Why wouldn't we? But you know, right. you built the truck. Um, tell us a little bit about the truck build. What was it like putting this truck together? How long did it take? Um, and who all do you want to give a shout out to is along the way? Okay. So, well, I mean, the, the truck was already a complete truck at one point. Uh, you know, we'd done King of the Street with it in October. Um, you know, same engine setup. You know, we had triples on it then. You know, Cody at Firepunk and I had kind of been talking about a, a crazy UCC turbo setup, and then it just started snowballing from there. And you know, I'd be like, I'd bounce an idea off of him, or he'd bounce one off me. And we're like, well, fuck it, let's try it. And <laughs> it, it got it got a little out of hand pretty fast. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as them guys, I mean, I feel like we we work together as a team, my shop and theirs, you know, to put this thing together. Um, you know, when it comes to the chassis stuff and that, you know, Tig Walden, I mean. You let somebody who's the best at it do it. If you want, I mean, that's just how it is. Those guys are the best down there at what they do, and you're foolish not to use them. I think that's very well put. You know, and I laugh about it because I'm like, well, at what point is if I buy a a triple kit from a manufacturer and I bolt it on, am I a bolt-on mechanic as opposed to the guy who built my truck? Like, what what are we talking about here? Like, no one man is an island. There, There were, I will say, some phenomenal showings from some of the privateers this year. Guys who really did do it, like, in their garage. Oh, um, absolutely. More power to them, but let, let's take a step back and look at reality about who is on the podium. Right. I mean, I think if you want to go to that type of competition and be competitive, you know, you have to have a good team. You know, a bunch of, you know, well-versed guys, you know, that I mean, that's just how it works. 
and I was lucky enough to have the best team. Well said. Absolutely. Well, Justin, I definitely appreciate you coming on and talking to our listeners today. If there's something you could tell somebody who just saw UCC for the very first time this year, what would you want to say to them? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was uh, it was quite the experience. Um, this was my first year as a competitor at UCC. I'm used to, you know, helping teams or, you know, being a spectator and getting to see a lot more of the show. Um, I mean, I think it's only going to keep getting bigger. Absolutely. Well, hey, first time, first place. That's Justin Ziegler, folks. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Listeners, we got more, a few more UCC wrap-up interviews coming at you here in the near future. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and go over and check out our Facebook group. we got a really gr- lot of really great content posted over there as well. All right, guys, uh, that was Justin Ziegler, the ultimate call-out challenge winner of 2021, being very humble uh, and nice, of course, as he is. Uh, Although calling out the biggest trucks, the the best sled-pulling trucks are out of Ohio, I think we're going to hear some feedback on that from our next guest, uh, who's coming at you guys right now. I had a chance to sit down with the boys from Michigan who think that they know a little something about sled-pulling, too. Hold on to your seats. I'm going to talk to Tony Burkhart and Tyler Burkhart coming at you right after a word from our sponsors. The XDP Extra Cool High Performance Coolant Additive enhances the performance of the cooling system in your vehicle. This coolant additive has been specially formulated to maximize the thermal transfer properties of your engine coolant to lower your temperatures. Not only does the Extra Cool Additive reduce engine coolant temps, The premium additives in this formula prevent buildup and corrosion to extend the life of your cooling system and cooling system components. XDP Extra Cool Coolant Additive is safe for use in all cooling systems and is compatible with all types of coolant. To find out more about the XDP Extra Cool High Performance Coolant Additive, check out xdp.com or find a local dealer near you. Worley Custom Fabrication is known for their world-class powder coating, S300, S400, traction bars, and all sorts of other just really, really cool parts for your Duramax, Cummins, and I think even a few Power Stroke parts here and there. Today, we're gonna be talking about the 2020 GMC 2500 and 3500 Fender Flare Billet Marker Light Delete Kit. So. These brand new L5Ps have the marker lights and a lot of guys don't like them. Just flat out, just a lot of guys are not into that look. What they would prefer to have is a color matched billet piece right there to delete that light kit and have it just look a little bit cleaner on the truck, a little bit less flashy. So it's kind of a really cool understated exterior piece. Um, And I think it's one of those that it's pretty easy to scan over, but once you see it, you're like, oh, I get it and I love it. Uh, So these will help you clean up the look of your 2020 GMC Sierra or Denali HD truck by replacing the amber fender flare marker lights with these CAD designed CNC machined billet aluminum marker light delete plates from WC Fab. Available with machine WC Fab logo or without in raw aluminum or of course what you're all gonna choose paint matching of fine texture or fine texture black powder coat 
to blend into the OEM black plastic fender flare trap. It installs very, very easily. It's a couple of simple hand tools, comes with everything that you guys are gonna need to install it. Uh, if you are thinking about it, or if you have one and you'd like to clean up the look a little bit, no problem at all. Jump over to wcfab.com and you'll be able to find that part right away. The other sponsor I wanted to talk about today is Exergy Performance. With their background in OE development and manufacturing, Exergy Performance brings a unique perspective to the high performance world. They know what features and specifications need to be to ensure proper function. They know how to produce them and they know how to verify that they're correct. The verification process and the equipment that they use is very untypical of a standard diesel repair shop. It, it actually allows them to look at many more system performance characteristics beyond just the average fuel output, which is how most shops will just test it. Uh, what they test is actually from idle to full power using factory calibration points and a few points of their own uh, that they've added for the high performance market. They can fully map a set of injectors uh, and have done so for I don't know, a, a countless number of, of people out there. Uh, the guys who are running at the very top of the industry are running Exergy. The guys who are running their normal street truck are running Exergy. Every one of our employees who has a modified set of injectors is running Exergy. There's a reason that we use them time and time again. If you guys are looking for more, uh, you can check out Exergy's website, uh, but you're probably best off giving a call over to DuramaxTuner.com um, giving a call over to WC Fab, giving a call over to uh, any of their distributors who are out there. Also, if you need technical assistance and you've bought from a distributor, uh, I believe you could still reach out to Exergy if you need to. All right, Tony and Tyler Burkhardt, how the hell are you? Awesome. Right, doing good. And you guys, we I think listeners would just, it's sometimes it's hard to tell which guest is which when we have two on, but I think today it's pretty obvious. Tony, uh, we've had you on the show many of times. Congratulations, man. Crushing it at UCC. Well, I'm waiting for that check in the mail you've been promising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the way. Uh, and real quickly, we're going to go to Tyler. Tyler uh, Burkhart, we had you on the show just one time live at UCC. I came and harassed you while you were in the staging lanes, I think actually waiting for an ODSS run. Um, how the hell are you, man? I'm doing good, boss. Uh, now, now this is this is a unique one. We've had talk about one truck coming to UCC and using different people to operate it in each one of the events. But I was thinking back, and I think maybe we've seen a few stand-ins for the dyno. I couldn't think of anybody else who's had a stand-in for drag racing, a different guy drag racing than sled pulling. Are you guys? Do you guys know of any other teams that that switched up drivers for the events? I I'm not positive. I and nothing that I know of. I. Yeah, pretty much. I don't, uh, not that I know of. I don't think so either. Okay. Now let's, let's lay it out for the listeners first. Um, first place on, on the drag racing crushed it. Was that your first pass that pulled that, that insane? What was it? A five ten, five eleven? Uh, first pass was a five eighteen, and second pass was a five eleven. That's a, that sounds like a rough day or the that best day ever at the strip. And then, and then to top it off, we did a he did a five oh three was the third pass, I think, right? Uh, <laughs> it was that on that was on Saturday. That was, was Saturday. on Saturday. That was, yeah, that was on Saturday because that was for the ODSS racing, right? Yep. Yep. 
we're gonna get we're gonna get to that about the decision to do UCC and ODSS in the same day, and and I get it, and I also think it was crazy, um, and I love it. But the first thing I want to talk about is is Tony. When did you decide? When did when did you two decide that Tyler was gonna drive this year? Because you drove Tyler, you drove at Rudy's as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. When when did that decision come about for you to pilot the truck this year? Well, I always told the man the old man that I was going to be faster no matter what he did. <laughs> Just, it doesn't matter what he does. So he, so, so Tony, I know you've been sandbagging it to make it easy on the kid. Not really. Um, <laughs> how many, how many ODSS races do you have under your belt now, Tyler? Uh, I mean, just two races so far. Just the two races. Did you come out first place in both of them? Uh, no, I think he came out third at rudy's was it third third at rudy's and then first at indy but uh we're leading by five or six points already right. we've never we've never raced before really i mean this is our second race ever well that that's that's what always cracks me up is is we all know dirty hooker diesel for sled pulling we know dirty hooker diesel for sled pulling parts for the last minute hooker for for the late hooker for all, all of the sled pulling that's been out there especially if you're a duramax fan like we all follow dhd so to see you guys come out at rudy's and open up with a full frame all steel truck and be that fast it literally took the diesel performance community by storm. That's that's all we've been talking about is how fast that that dirty hooker diesel truck is. Um, Tyler, do you think you can keep up to the hype? Do you think you'll still be this fast all season long? Do you think you got it dialed in now? Well, we we have a little adjustment. We're we're waiting to use it. Hopefully, it'll bring us a little faster. Um, I we'll we'll probably stay around the same speed most races, except for when we try to race Johnny. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to open up a can of whoop ass on Johnny, you know. But uh, <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot of uh, Phil says that we're at a four and a half on a scale of one to ten. Um, I mean, we're not hardly giving it any fuel and hardly any nitrous. I mean, power wise is we have a lot more power, but we just making sure that we just don't blow the tires off. Uh, t- we we shook the tire. We just changed a minor adjustment, and uh, we uh, shook the tires at over 100 miles an hour. I mean, Tyler, Tyler got yeah roughed up a little bit in there just with the tires. <laughs> uh, you know, I've I've heard of it being violent, and then when I see the windows cracked and the front diff has an ear busted off of it, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, that probably was kind of violent. <laughs> Tyler, what's that feel like? 100, 140 miles an hour? Was that? 149. 149. What does 149 miles an hour feel like as as you're rolling through the end of an eighth? Uh, you don't notice it that much. I mean, it's just a great stress reliever, honestly. <laughs> I've heard guys reference getting sat back into the seat, like pushed into the seat so hard they couldn't pull themselves off of it. Uh, is the pressure that much? Do you feel like you're just you're you're pinned uh i seen a video i think built diesel mafia posted it and it's right at the starting line and you can you can really see that i get set right back in that seat <laughs> it's 
kind of funny. Well, we're we we we're pushing, uh, and you know it varies a little bit, but we're pushing at right around two point one, two point two G's the whole eighth of a mile. Oh this it's God. not, it's not just uh, you know out of the hole. It is the whole length of the eighth mile. Just I mean that's, and you think about it, that's all that those tires can take for traction on the on that on that track. Um, it's a pretty good measure, right? So, yeah, we, well, we can see we're constantly gaining speed and making power, and and you know it's constant for five seconds over two Gs. That is such a a, a wild st- stat to put on it, right? About like the actual pressure of of how much force you're trying to throw your body through at one time. Um, and drag racing, you I guys, mean, go ahead. Oh. That's small numbers compared to top fuel and things like that, but for uh, for us, that's a pretty significant feel. Sure. Well, you guys have been playing around doing thirty miles an hour for you know the life of the company, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Sled pullers. Uh, let's let we're gonna get to sled pulling, but I want to hit you on the dyno. What, was that a one and done pass? I'm trying to remember back. It, it was it was a long day there Saturday, but right? Didn't you guys roll up, hit one pass? And then that was it, or did you make a couple attempts? So we try to do uh, we try to do family meetings. You know, I, I try to involve everyone uh, and in decisions. And so I, I ran it on the dyno, and that's the first time running that motor on the dyno. Um, I had a we put a three six Poland charger on it, so it just had a single charger on it. And our concern, we, we know that we couldn't get the, the big torque numbers with it, but I was hoping for between two and 2,200 in horsepower. But uh, talking with Cody, you know, he told me that uh, that dyno was going to pull it down to the number of RPMs that I chose. So I was up around 4,000 RPMs, uh, 20 pounds of boost or whatever, and... He said, "Hit it," and so I hit it, and it never, it never come down to thirty five hundred. We had too much, too many RPMs for the dyno to actually do anything. And when I, I saw the number, uh, eighteen hundred horse, and I don't know what the torque was. You remember what the torque was? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't very much, you know. And I'm like, "No, we have to do it again." I didn't. I wanted to go up and just do one, but when I saw the run just went wrong, right? I'm not a, that's the first time me dying on. So, uh, I says, I'll, I'll do, I promise I'll do better. Phil was like, no, we're good. And I'm like, no, I gotta, we're going <laughs> to, I, I did fight the, I did fight the family in that a little bit. You know, I says, no, I'm, I, that was horrible. I did a horrible, horrible <laughs> job. And, uh, so did the second pass and I just, you know, I worked a little harder at it. I still screwed up. Um, I mean, I didn't hit any nitrous and didn't hit full fuel till 4,000 RPMs. And those guys, Cummins guys with the compounds and everything else are hitting all the fuel and nitrous down at 2,700 RPMs, right? So you get this monster torque number. Um, but we wanted to keep the heads on the motor, right? We want to, um, I knew, I knew we weren't going to, I was hoping for a top five, but. I think we ended up 10th or 11th place, but, um, 
I didn't, I was hoping for a little better in placing, but you know, I got 2,100 horse and 23 foot pounds of torque somewhere around there. So I was, I mean, I was happy with that second pass compared to the first one. I mean, Cody was even excited for us, you know, just <laughs> a, a sled pulling charger, do that on the dyno, you know? No lie. I, I mean, listen, it, 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 it is a wildly impressive number. I mean, if we all just think back to like six years ago, 2,000 horsepower Duramaxes weren't really something anybody was talking a lot about, right? I re- I remember the first 1,000 horsepower. Uh, we were at Danville, and uh, Merchant had, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the name of that truck. Um, compounds on it as the first truck to hit a thousand horsepower i mean that's that that whole shop was turned upside down everyone was so excited (laughs) Uh, you know that was that was that was a monster deal um and you know we did over two thousand with a small charger on there um you know not much we didn't hit it with that much nitrous or anything um so yeah, we've watched everything progress, and and you know, shortly two thousand horsepower and be like, yeah, yeah, I did that. I was in my diapers. <laughs> well, this year I think we also saw through the first two days the tightest level of competition I've seen. Um, you, you know, the most of the trucks who drag raced and and scored points were right around five and a half seconds. Um, it wasn't like a three second break between the top 10. It was like a one second break between the top 10. And even I think all the way down to top 15 or top 16 guys at the end of day one, everybody was within a second and a half or two seconds of each other. And then when you guys came in on the dyno, now you were earlier in the dyno order, right? So there was, uh, during the meeting, um, driver's meeting, eight o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning, uh, you had to draw a number out of a hat and that told you where you placed. And um, I was placed around 11th. Uh, UCC allows you to do one trade. So as soon as I found the guy that drew number one, I like pounced on him and uh, <laughs> to get the number one draw because if we're going to do ODSS racing, we need to get that early number so we can get um, the truck set back up for back up for drag racing like we had it the day before. So we had wrenching and and change the turbo out and get it all you know back in race attire. So I, I want to talk about that decision because I saw I, I saw you guys come up so early in the dyno order and i was wondering okay is there a strategy to this now it wasn't like a strategy for the competition because i would have imagined that if like you wanted to win the ucc dyno you would want to go near the end of the order so you know how far do i need to push it to win uh but being first up you break 2000 horsepower you're 2100 you know all this torque you're like i gotta be in a good position did you feel did you feel like you were going to have a strong standing coming off of the dyno uh saturday morning um, again, I was, I was hoping for fifth or sixth and I, I never really looked at the numbers. Um, you know, I might sit down and study those numbers, how, how close we were to being actually up where I kind of wanted to be. It might've only been, 
a hundred horse and uh, one or two hundred foot pounds of torque, which I may have been able to have if I would have dynoed it correctly. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I'll accept the um, accountability for the lack of experience. Um, I heard so. that too, Tyler. The kid didn't screw it up. It was the old man. I heard it. My <laughs> <laughs> <I> job. <laughs> Well, listen, yeah. it, it didn't hurt you too bad because overall the truck crushed it at UCC um, and the sled pull, going into the sled pull. Well, hold on. Let me back up. Before we get into going into the sled pull, can you explain to the listeners why you decided to still compete in the ODSS event while UCC was going on? Isn't that inherently adding a lot more risk to the whole program? Yes. Um I kind of thought about it back at Rudy's. I'm like, ah, I wonder, you know, are, are we able to run in both? And, you know, we had questions. Uh, we didn't get all the questions answered until Friday um, <laughs> at UCC. I, I mean, we didn't ask the right people. We just, uh, we we're always just in the back of our mind. How cool would that be? Right. Yeah. And even coming into Saturday, so Friday we knew that uh, we verified that uh, on our qualifying for ODSS that that number would still count for UCC. So any number you run on, on Friday still counts for UCC, whether it's ODSS or not. I mean, you're going down the track, right? Yeah. So, uh, so we got ourselves in uh, – uh, number two qualifying spot for pro street with ODSS. And that put us also in number one place with UCC on Friday. So next, you know, we just do this in steps, right? The next thing is, is making sure that we can get an early dyno. And then we found out that we can actually trade spots. Uh, cool. I mean, if we got first, second or third dyno position, that would be awesome. Um, and we still weren't a hundred percent sure that we were going to race ODSS. I mean, we got our qualifier points, right? We, we got our show up, we got our qualifier points. Um, so we get the early dyno, we dyno truck runs perfect. There's still running. It's not burnt any more than it was before we got there. Um, uh, maybe because we showed up with our own fire department. Not sure if you saw that. <laughs> course i think there's a half dozen guys in uh fire gear that from my crew <laughs> uh so once we had the dyno done all right well we're doing great right the truck's awesome we we put it up in the air checked everything over uh the next thing is then well let's switch her back and compete in racing because the only thing left to do all day is to drink, and we really didn't want to do that. So, I mean, we did, but we didn't do all this to sit around and drink, right? So, um, we we just started going rounds. Um, we got a break when Johnny, uh, the first round, you know, it was no problem. Tyler knocked out uh, his competitor in the first round, and Johnny's first round, he bumped through the lights. He had a wire come off and screwed him up and 
we really wanted to line up with Johnny in the in the final, right? Yeah. Uh, not saying we were going to beat him, but I, I just keep thinking in my head, that'd be the coolest picture. Johnny in one lane, Tyler in the other lane, you know, Duramax versus uh, the Cummins Dodge in the other lane for the finals at ODSS, right? <laughs> uh, we had, we were, our strategy, we we're really thinking that we spent a lot of time studying what we were going to do uh because we're still trying to dial in the truck right so um but we didn't want to screw up our run so when it come to finals on on saturday the odss we went back to our 511 uh tune and we knew that the only person that we weren't going to uh the only person we weren't going to, I shouldn't say weren't going to, but that was going to be a challenge for us was going to be Johnny. Uh, but we knew that we could get a couple rounds with that, that 511 tune. If we were, if we had a buy run, we were going to do a few changes. That way, if we blew the tires off, no big deal, right? We just got to trip the lights. Um, if we had no buy run and we ended up with Johnny in the final, we were going to add a little juice to her so that way we could have, you know, try to get them. Uh, we were either going to spin out or, or make a hell of a run. Right. And, uh, but, uh, Johnny's bad luck. Um, <laughs> unfortunately we didn't get him in the final, you know, we didn't see him in the final round, but, um, so we just went straight on through round after round, uh, three rounds, um, over a five or six hour period with the same exact tune. We didn't change anything. And Tyler ran within 300, less than three hundredths of a second, all three passes. So the truck is very, very, we feel really consistent. I mean, um, less than three hundredths of a second and over a five or six hour span. That's yeah. So, yeah. That's hard to beat as far as, as far as being able to, to repeat yourself over and over that consistency. Tyler, w what do you do to help keep, help keep your run so consistent? Well, I just hold the steering wheel straight pretty much. I'm just the behind <laughs> the seat. Just a monkey with a steering wheel. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Um, what really gets me going is getting a good reaction time. Like, that's what I try to strive for the most. What kind of reaction times were you cutting? I think it was pretty slow that weekend, but uh, my worst was like a point one four. My best was a point zero seven. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. That's I, pretty impressive for somebody with two ODSS races under their belt. I think uh, at Rudy's, I was hitting point zero threes and point zero twos. Ooh. <laughs> what's up tony what was your best reaction time <laughs> <laughs> why'd the phone get so quiet did i lose you oh no i've, I've had a, a few good reaction times but there's uh you know i think a 20 year old's gonna have a lot better reactions than a 49 year old so i i wholeheartedly agree the youth is wasted on the young right i get it yeah right i get you know, it i so and I know you asked Tyler this a little bit of a decision to put Tyler in the seat instead of me was 
or, or to kick me out and put him in there, uh, was the, the few days before Rudy's when we, when I put it into the wall, uh, I should have pulled the shoots and I could have prevented the front end from damage. Um, you know, the guardrail and everything else, but I'm like, ah, oh, I sh you know, I should have thought of that. And I'm like, all right, Tyler would have probably had the shoots flying. So I, or he talks like he would anyway. So. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, it, listen, it, it's – I know when we talked, one of the things he said was like, you know where you're really good when it comes to diesel performance competitions. Um, and you were very confident at when I talked to you there at UCC that that – the dirt is is where you guys were going to shine. Now you clearly shined all weekend, crushing it. Um, I know. I'll be honest. I was surprised to watch throughout the day to see you guys drop down to eleventh place on the dyno because I thought twenty one hundred horse in my head first run. I'm like, ah, they're going to be a top five on the dyno, right? Like I kind of figured a few guys are going to get up here and and play around above this number, but most guys are going to fall in that like in the teens. Um, and then just truck after truck after truck is just cracking 2000 horsepower which is again i'm pretty sure unprecedented to have this many trucks over that mark um so when it came to the dirt everybody's looking for for the the last minute hooker to pull uh what was the setup change that you had to go through from drag racing because i know you already had to change the setup from the dyno in the morning to drag race back to drag racing for the afternoon what setup changes did you have to make to get ready for sunday We had to change the turbo back again to the same charger that we used on the dyno. And uh, we pulled the front factory diff out of the front and put in a 11 and a half inch AM axle up in there and uh, bigger drive shafts and change the gears in a drop box. And then I have that whole big subframe with the 2145 axle that goes in the back. Um, couple more shocks coilovers in the front and uh cut tires that's it slap uh, a weight box on her and go from there huh oh yeah put yeah i'm sorry weight box and uh <laughs> weight box and a tune so do you do you run the biggest tune for for sled pulling do you is that where you maxed it all out no no <laughs> no we didn't even we had a couple spool jets on uh other than that i never hit a button which uh i probably should have had it set up so i could hit some nitrous a little bit going down um but obviously you're always trying to keep in check maybe i would have done worse if i spun the tires harder but i knew that if i was to win the event i'd had to put 52.4 feet on ziggler and that's uh, with Dan near past the sled, that is a very, very tough. I've never seen anyone run away with that sled. So, um, that is a very conservative sled. So, uh, I was, I kind of knew I wasn't or a good chance. I wasn't going to get that 52 feet on Ziggler. Still took home first place for the sled pulls though. What the, what that run feel like? You're somebody who's got a lot of seat time sled pulling. Did that feel different than like a county fair or a brush pull run? Did it did it feel like a UCC run, or are you just at the point now where you're like, nah, I'm in the dirt. I'm, this is what I do. No, I, I mean it. It felt good. Um, 
you know, it's a short wheelbase and I'm, uh, that's not a standard for me, <laughs> you know, to, to be truck pulling. I, and, and that makes the difference. Right. Um, but it handled the truck handled awesome. And, and, uh, uh, to the normal, you know, the, to the fair pulls, it was, uh, uh, I, it just felt good. It was, it was, a, it was a good ride. I mean, it ran good and smooth and, you know, it's, it's the first time running third gear, us having all the, the gear ratios right in the, in the drop box and, and having cuts in the front. Um, when we, two years ago, when we put a, put the backup motor in it, we didn't have, uh, the big axle, we couldn't fit the big axle in it and not having a big axle. I didn't want to run the big cuts and, uh, break the front end halfway down the track sure sure what a what a wild time i mean you guys um obviously just just killing it at ucc showing up first at the sled poles first at the drag race dino still breaking 2000 horsepower i don't think anybody on the first run of the day would have predicted so many guys would be you, you know at or near that number to be honest with you um it turned out to a wild competition. And the thing I like to ask everybody who now has that podium finish, um, which by the way, I noticed you were the only guy from Michigan up there. Um, <laughs> Eric didn't show up Monday. Yeah. I, you know, I have not reached out to him for an interview yet, but I am interested to hear his side of the story. I, I guarantee, I know he said the only thing he wanted to do was have fun. So maybe we'll just do a text interview. Just, Hey, right. did you have fun? Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a streak of bad luck there, and and I mean we offered what whatever he wanted or whatever we could offer to try to help him, but um, uh, that that was going to really cut into his fun factor. Yeah, um, you know, and it sucks. I I've been there. Um, I just we had an amazing weekend, and we didn't have breakdowns, and man, that would be awesome to duplicate that again. But I, I tell you, we're going to come swinging next time. Well, the, well, there it is. There's the question, right? It's like next year, this, I mean, we've seen you move up in the rankings every year you've competed. You've been a big story every year you've been at UCC. Now we're coming up to next year. Um, do you go bigger? Do, I mean, I mean, you guys already got a, had to have had the conversation on the way home. Like, okay, crushed it this time what what's the next step i mean i'm sure you're not going to bring back an identical setup we were on the the next step my brain's always working and already storming on the next setup and i kind of <clears throat> I, I wanted to have it for this time but it didn't all line up and uh i mean we're working on our next setup already uh i just hope that everything lines up and, and it happens. So um, the plan is we'll be back with, uh, we will have two motors and uh, the other motor will, will take, will take the beating on the dyno. I mean, we're going to, we're going to drop the hammer on it. So I'm excited. Everybody's been talking. We want to see 3000 horsepower on a chassis dyno. Uh, I don't know of anybody in diesel who has hit it. Uh, everybody's talking about it. I thought we might see it this year, but uh, you know, explosions happen. So, so that was that was tough to get around. And listen, man, we've seen 
we all know UCC, like you said, sometimes things just, the chips fall right and they're good for you and you get to crush it at every event you go to. And sometimes it's a shit show and you can't do anything but wrench on the truck and smile all weekend because that's all there is to do. Uh, so yeah, it, it's tough, but, but I think you guys have proven that, that you're a true competitor at this. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what we're going to have next year. Is there anybody you would like to give a shout out to Tyler? Oh, like my main man, Phil at Exergy, he's, I couldn't do any, like anything without him. Um, and then a guy that's kind of works up near us. He's been part-time, but pretty much full-time family, Greg Anderson. He just amazing guy. He welded up the truck, you know, he knows the setup of the truck inside and out by now. Uh, just an amazing guy. Um, that's uh, we got our company company sponsors like uh, Nitrous Express, Exergy, uh, Precision Turbos. Um, gonna name a couple of them. Um, we have some other local guys that have helped with a few things on the truck. Um, you know, UCC and and ODSS for putting on a couple awesome events and uh quite an inspiration is a firepunk crew i mean we those guys are awesome to throw ideas over and they just keep telling us they cody fisher there he's just telling us to take all the nitrous jets out of the truck you know he just we know that's probably not going to work but that's cody's like that's how i that's how i run so <laughs> you know he, he, it's it's funny. We get great bunch of guys there. I mean, everyone at OD, uh, at UCC there, um, or pr- pretty much everyone, uh, just awesome to be around and help. And you know, when it come to truck pull day, uh, we were working on everyone else's trucks. They were bringing their trucks by to have us do stuff on them <laughs> while we're trying to get our truck ready. Uh, you know, uh, Charles announced. Any of you guys need anything done, you know, head over to the dirty hooker tent. I mean, we have our full shop set up there and, and I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll fix them up. And, uh, okay. yeah, Seth changed, uh, input shaft on a guy's truck there that weekend. Yeah. Some guy that was, I, I don't know, he's from Texas and, and, uh, I, I don't know, did, did it input shaft break in Tennessee or someplace like that? Yeah. And actually, trailer it up to ucc and uh, uh because he knew that we'd tear his tranny out and fix his tranny and put it back in for him um <laughs> you know, we had to hoist and tools and, and literally and, doing shop repair jobs at ucc in the pits while uh, racing odss while competing at ucc don't tell chris or james i'm sure their insurance wasn't up to <laughs> par for that but. That, that may or may not have happened. <laughs> Allegedly, repairing people's trucks when they need help is a nice guy. That's what I. That's what we'll say. Right. <laughs> Tony, Tyler, thank you guys so much for joining us. And honestly, congratulations to both of you and the entire crew. I know there's a, a, a large group of support staff that was behind you guys that I saw at the show, uh, and I'm sure even more that are behind the scenes. Uh, and I know you guys put on an amazing performance, an amazing show. We'll all definitely be following Dirty Hooker Diesel for the rest of the year and for next year to see what's going to come next out of the last-minute hooker. 
Well, thank you for uh, having us. All right, guys, uh, Tony and Tyler, man, I swear to I tried to bait those guys into so many fights throughout the weekend before the UCC. I tried to get them to say every mean thing I could about every other competitor, and it turns out uh, father and son team only want to make fun of each other. So more power to them. Tyler Burkhart, young guy, quick reaction time, making a big splash for uh, and a name for himself uh, in in diesel performance history because I think this, this truck, being the fastest Duramax, uh, the fastest, I'm sorry, full frame, full steel uh, Duramax out there being, I think, the fourth fastest Duramax in the country right now. Uh, and that includes rails, like actual drag rails. It, it's insane, man. When, when people talk about Tony's truck, everybody says the same thing. She's quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a bit of an understatement. That thing is cooking. Has run uh, just over a 5.0. Uh, I think he had a 5118 or a 511, something like that, for, for UCC. Uh, the kid is fast, and Tony, well, in the dirt is, is where his experience is at, right? Sled pulling is what we know Dirty Hooker Diesel for, and they absolutely proved that out at UCC. Guys, a big shout-out to all of our competitors. We're going to be following up. We're going to try to get uh, a few other competitors on the line here in the near future. And then we also have some really exciting educational content coming at you for some future episodes. Stick around. If you haven't already, subscribe to the channel and go check out Diesel Fans of Diesel Performance Podcast Facebook group. For today, this has been Paul Wilson. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> 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 Why'd the phone get so quiet? Did I lose you? Uh